Okay, blessed New Year. Once again, once again, everyone, uh, especially to those who are worshipping online as well, a blessed New Year to you. Uh, thank you, Louis and the music team for really focusing our attention on God who is King as we uh, honour Him with the first day of the New Year. Now, it's really great to be able to worship together as one uh, big family. As we begin the New Year, we also had the children and youth, young adults together with us today. And God willing, with no more COVID spikes uh, in 2023 this year, we have more opportunities for everyone, young and old, to worship together as a family of God. But this time, prayerfully this year, God willing, we'll be more intentional in both the pulpit as well as the order of service to incorporate both the children and the youth as well. Now, talking about COVID, there was one habit that I changed as a result of the pandemic. Before the pandemic, uh, let me be honest here to make my confession, I only washed my hands with soap after going to the toilet. So that's what I used to do before the pandemic. And so I confess, your pastor wasn't the most hygienic person. You know, I'm army trained, right? So army trained means you, three second rule, take out and eat, it's okay. But after the pandemic, all these change. And so uh, as a result of the pandemic, whenever I got the opportunity, I will wash my hands with soap. When I came to office, first thing, instead of going to office, I go to the toilet, wash hands with soap, then I go into office. When I go home, first thing I do, wash hands with soap before I hug the children. So all uh, these lifestyle changes as a result of the pandemic. Why? Because we know after three years that viruses, especially uh, I mean, all viruses really, they don't survive in contact with soap. That's the reality, right? So viruses cannot survive when it comes into contact with soap. That's why Everybody has to wash with soap as frequently as possible because soap cleanses. Soap cleanses. Today's scripture passage, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27, the Bible also speaks of cleansing. Let's read this word of God together. Since we have so many of us, it's going to be loud and resounding. One, two, three, let's go. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the water, washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Come, let us pray together. Lord Jesus, indeed, we are so thankful that you love us. You love the church way better than we love ourselves. We thank you that you are the word of God incarnate. And the Lord, your desire is to cleanse us with your word. And so we pray for that effect today and every day as we walk with you this new year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so just as physical soap we have learned through the pandemic cleanses our hands, right, of all these viruses, bacteria, the word of God is that spiritual soap, that spiritual soap that will cleanse our entire beings from the inside out. Our physical soap only helps us right, clean the outside. But the Word of God cleanses us from the inside out as we allow the Spirit of God to do His work in us. And the goal is to prepare us to be a radiant bride for Christ's return. And so today, I just want to bring us through the soap devotional method. It's already in the church sermon journal. It's been there for many years. Not sure how many of you are aware. And every year we include it in. But this year, I thought it's important as we begin the new year that we revise this devotional method so that we can continue a sustainable spiritual discipline for ourselves. So if you have the new version, it's pages 24 to 25, but you have the older versions, it's there somewhere as well. So this, uh, we just want to run through this devotional method that all of us can use for our own spiritual growth. 
So, S-O-A-P, that's the acronym for us. What does S stand for? S stands for Scripture. Scripture. So, as you read the Word of God, right, there are passages that are assigned to you, right, on pages uh, 27 onwards. As you read the Word of God for that day, just highlight one verse. One, maximum two verses, which the Lord, you feel, is bringing to your attention. And then you write it down. Why do I encourage writing down? Because writing slows you down. I know there's great benefit to use online stuff, but I still keep a hard copy journal for this purpose. So when I write, I copy out the word of, the, of God. It helps me to process, to slow down, to hear what God is saying. And so today, you look at January 1st. We have two passages assigned. Old Testament is Genesis chapter 1 to 3. New Testament is Matthew chapter 1. So you can choose either passage or both, whatever the Lord needs you to do. And so let's say we are reading Genesis chapter 1. And then after you read the entire chapter, for example, you feel, feel that maybe verse 3 jumps out at you. So you just copy out Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Simple enough? S is the simplest of all the steps. All right, You just copy out the verse that you feel that the Lord is highlighting to you. Next, O. O stands for observation. And this is where you take time to go a bit deeper into the Word of God that you feel that the Lord is bringing to your attention. You begin to do a simple Bible study, not too complex, just a simple glance, uh, glance through the other passages related to the passages to make some observations found in the text as to why God may be highlighting this verse to you. So for example, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, the phrase, and God said, is repeated throughout Genesis chapter 1. And God said, let there be this, and there was this, right? So this phrase was repeated throughout the text. You can make this simple observation. Importantly, you, wrote, you notice, you observe, that after God spoke, light, there was light. So the material world came into being after God spoke. And so the key observation here is that there is power in God's Word. So it's a simple observation, there is power in God's Word. Again, I want to say here, you're not expected to read Bible commentaries. I'm not expecting you all to be Bible scholars, right? to go into all this in-depth Bible study. If you want to do so, I mean, that's fine, but please do not spend too much time in all this intellectual stuff only and you forget to feed your soul, which is to encounter God really. right? Not just to know the Word of God, but to meet the God of the Word. In the journal as well I've given to you, ask the Holy Spirit to review at least one of the following. For example, a lesson to be learned. An example to be followed, promises to be enjoyed, or Jesus being revealed. Again, all these are found in your journal, so you don't have to frantically copy. It's not in the slide because it's in the journal. So you ask the Holy Spirit to review a lesson that you can learn for yourself. That's one example. An example to be followed, how we want to be better, of like this person that you've read about in Scripture. What are some of the promises of God for you to be enjoyed, you know, to nourish, to meditate on, to strengthen you? How is Jesus being revealed? And so the main question here is to reflect, why is God highlighting this verse to you? What is God trying to say to you from His Word? Next, application A. A stands for application. You continue to reflect and consider why God may have guided you to this verse. And then importantly, how will you apply this truth so that your life will be different? And so this is important, right? We don't want to bypass this step, application. And so in this example again, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, I mean, write something like that. If there is power in God's Word, if God spoke and light came into being, there is power in God's Word, then I must come to God's Word daily and listen to His Word because He has the power to change my life. 
And then I will put a very specific application. I shall set aside 15 minutes a day to hear the Word of God for my devotions. Try to be very specific. Otherwise, it's very hard to apply right, what God is saying to you. Then P. P stands for prayer. And here you begin to write down your prayer. You turn your thoughts into conversations you've got in the written form. For example, you may say something like that again in this same example, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, right? Dear God, I'm sorry I failed to read your word. Your word has the power to bring forth light in my darkness, but yet I chose not to listen to your word. And therefore, God, I pray as I commit 2023 into your hands, help me to keep this new spiritual discipline of reading your word for 15 minutes a day, to spend time with you for 15 minutes a day. Please help me and empower me in Jesus' name. Amen. And so it doesn't take very long. You probably can finish that reflection, that soap, uh, in one page. right? You should be able to summarize everything uh, using this soap devotional method. Again, if you refer to the uh, journal on page 26, uh, we have an example there for you as well. So if you forget kind of what I've mentioned, all the steps and examples are listed in the sermon journal. And so if in this part of prayer, I want to encourage you also to take time to listen to God. Besides penning down your thoughts, what you want to say to God, make time, if you can, really, to hear what God is saying to you as well and journal His responses to you. Under this prayer segment, what I often do as well is to write down people or things that I've been interceding for. It may not be directly relevant to the word that is revealed for that day, but I also write down some of my prayer requests and intercessions. Why? So that as I look back at the end of the year or along the year, I see, hey, God has answered this prayer and it becomes a thanksgiving. And I keep track of how God has been faithful in my life. Now, if you are doing this spiritual discipline as a family, can I say that we want to keep it simple for the children? How? You model it for them as parents until they are ready to say it for themselves. Don't force them. You, husband and wife, as mature ones, adults, you do this and let the children catch up when they are ready. Don't force it on them. And say, what is your S for today? What is your O? Sometimes very difficult, right? No pun intended, huh? That letter S. Sorry, he came out the wrong way. So, <clears throat> you model for them as parents and then when they are ready, they will share because they see you modeling it for them. So later on, I will get us to practice SOAP soap for ourselves. So it's very practical. Today's lesson, I really want to make it as practical as possible. But before we get there, I think we need to understand that we all must be patient and recognize that there are no shortcuts towards Christian spiritual maturity. Let me say that again. There are no shortcuts when it comes to growing as a Christian to be spiritually mature. And so we mustn't be discouraged if there seems to be no significant changes in our Christian life when we first engage in this spiritual discipline. Because it takes time for us to be cleansed. You know, when it comes back to hand washing, what is the recommended? How long do you need? 10 seconds, right? There are even steps to how you need to wash your thumb, wash your fingernails, wash the back of your hands. It takes 10 seconds for the hands to be properly cleansed. I, again, I confess, I don't take 10 seconds. <laughs> Three seconds, maybe, right? But the way to be thoroughly cleansed is to spend more time. And we need to be patient in order for this uh, you know, Word of God to cleanse us. And so since we have the younger ones in our midst today, it's good for me to use this object lesson. And I'll invite Pastor Emmanuel to come up to help me with this object lesson. I did this before, but since the younger ones are here, it's great 
we can do this lesson again. Hopefully, we don't stain you know, anything. <laughs> hey, why you must spell the Tao Yu? Real or fake? Uh? Real, real. real. Or not real no? Okay, that's right. Okay. So, this glass represents uh, our lives. Right, can you see this glass? Is it on the screen? Yes. So, this glass represents our life. But of course, we know we have sinned and fallen, so we add some sin into our lives. <laughs> Symbolic, please. Don't think too much. And, and don't, oh, it's okay, 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 enough. <laughs> this one is uh, all Tao Yu, thick one, thick one, you know, thick one. But the healthier logo. Healthier is healthier, but then it's thick, okay. So, right? So this now represents us with sin polluting us, correct? So how can we be cleansed? According to the Word of God that we have read today, hold this please. The Word of God, magic clean. (laughs) (laughs) Now when we first engage in this spiritual discipline, you may think to yourself, hey, look, hardly any change in my life. And many times at this juncture, we all give up because we look at ourselves, why am I still a sinner? I haven't been coming to church. Haven't I been reading the Word of God? How is it that I'm still as dirty? And because of this, we feel discouraged and many of us, we give up. But the Word of God is true. We have to keep persevering. Be patient. Be patient. Allow the Word of God to slowly clean us. You see? It's not a one-second thing. For us as Christians, it's not going to happen in one day, one month. But as you continue reading the Word of God in our lives, bit by bit, bit by bit, decade or two, you see, the Word of God eventually cleanses us to where He has designed us to be, a holy and blameless radiant bride. Thank you very much. So purifying, cleansing takes time. There are no shortcuts to spiritual maturity. We need to be patient and walk with God daily. So let me say that again, very important for all of us to recognize. There are no shortcuts to spiritual maturity. Again, in relation to the passage Genesis 1, for example, why did the temptation of Satan work? When Eve was already made in the image and likeness of God, how is it that Satan tempted her? Eh, you can be like God. But isn't she already made in the image and likeness of God? It's because she wanted the shortcut. Instead of going through the process of walking with God daily to become more and more, <clears throat> right, fully embracing the image, she chose to take the shortcut. Let me have it now. And so that's the problem. The world and Satan often offers shortcuts. Please. That's not God's way. We sang that song, God's kingdom, God's reign. We need to walk slowly with the Lord. True spiritual growth comes through patient obedience to the Word of God. So attending church service once a week really is insufficient. Let me say that again. I'm thankful that we are gathering again as the people of God, but coming to church once a week is clearly insufficient. In this process, it will probably take you a million years. (laughs) If you just come to church once a week, even for, let's say, physical exercises, right? Just to maintain your physical stature, you need to exercise minimum twice a week, at least three times, two to three times a week. And for improvement, you need more than that. 
And if that is true for physical fitness, all the more it is true, really, for everything in life, including our spiritual growth and maturity. So press on, don't give up. When you feel that there's nothing changed, don't give up. Keep pressing on. Keep reading the Word of God daily. One of the phrases I picked up from my time in Varsity Christian Fellowship was this, to master the Word and be mastered by the Word. To master the Word as well as to be mastered by the Word. To master the Word means I intentionally take time to read the Bible from cover to cover. That means from Genesis 1 all the way to the book of Revelation, chapter 22, cover to cover, doing intentional Bible study, but also devotions, daily devotions. And so, I know any of us, we use devotional guides, maybe like daily bread or whatever else, devotional guides for our own Christian devotions. But I want to challenge all of us that as we mature, we need to learn to chew the Word of God, the meat of Scripture for ourselves. As young, young Christians, yes, it's okay. Read devotional guides to help you grow. But as you mature as Christians, you need to engage the Word of God for yourselves. And that's why I taught you the SOAP method so that you can read the Word of God for yourself rather than just relying on the daily bread. We thank God for the ministry. It's still needed. But I want to challenge us to move and mature and grow. Read the Word of God for yourselves. The Sermon Journal also provides a Bible reading plan for all of us, as I mentioned, to read the Bible cover to cover. First Gen begins today all the way to 30th December. We give one day grace <laughs> in case you need to catch up. All right. So that's a Bible reading plan for the whole year here. And here I must add, uh, it takes me about two years following this plan to read the Bible once through. What I do is this. First year, I follow the reading plan as closely as I can. But there are days of, obviously, whatever reasons, I'm fallen. I don't manage to do my devotions for the day. So second year, I catch up. I catch up on those days that I missed out. So that's my own personal way to keep track that I make sure I read the Bible through from cover to cover. There's another way you can adopt. For example, you just choose to read Old Testament for year one. Year two, New Testament. Or rather, I encourage you to start with New Testament. The passages are shorter. <laughs> Right? So that's more easier for you to get to this rhythm. Whatever method you do, make sure that you just try to read the Word of God from cover to cover. John Wesley, as widely read as he was, he emphasized the primacy and the supremacy of God's Word. He famously said this, Let me be a man of one book, homo unius libri. So as good Methodists, let us also follow his example. Let us be people of one book, the Word of God. So that's mastering the Word of God. But more important than mastering the Word of God really is to be mastered by the Word of God. That is the real important part. More than just being hearers of the Word, we need to be doers of the Word. I know of scholars, for example, they know the Bible that most people. I've been to two Bible schools. I know I read a lot of scholarly material. But they are merely subject matter experts. They don't really have a relationship with God. Importantly, they do not subject their lives under the authority of God's Word. And so they know a lot, all the ancient history, but they don't live according to the Word of God. So knowledge doesn't mean you naturally translate to transformation and application. And that's the big difference. We need to allow the Word of God to sit over us, to have authority over our lives. I also know of Christians, some who are so proud that they know the Word of God. Their head so big from all this Bible knowledge, but they do not resemble Christ. They do not reflect Christ in their actions. And that's sad. We don't want that. We don't want big-headed Christians and skinny-body Christians because they don't know how to apply the Word of God. We want to be whole Christians, to know the Word, allow it to renew us, but yet also strong to apply and live out the truths of God. 
So obedience to Scripture is really what it means to be mastered by the Word. Our church team for this year, 2023, is Mission with the Master. I will elaborate more about this team, how God is King next week, as well as through a six-week uh, Mission with the Master campaign that will coincide with Lent season. So that's end Feb to early April. So this year, instead of starting our church-wide study series in January 1st and early parts, we will move it to land season. We'll have mission with the master campaign for all the cell groups, everyone to, to better understand what it means to be on mission with the master. So that's our theme for this year. Before we can go on mission with the master, we must take time to hear the master. And that's the other reflection I have as a pastor for myself as well. I see in church many times when we hear something the Lord wants, we straight away go and do. Very good. We are so-called obedient. We want to obey the Word of God. But many times in our anxiety or even sincere desire to obey the Word of God, we don't listen for the method. How does the Master want the task to be fulfilled? We go in with our own minds thinking that this is the way that God wants it. God says this is the one thing He wants. We just rush ahead and do it without considering and hearing Him. What does He want? How does He want to do it? And most importantly, how does He bring us on this journey? God really wants to shape us more than doing the task. He wants us to be like Mary, to see at His feet and hear from Him first, to have that relationship with Him before we do mission with the Master. Alright, so all these will be fleshed out uh, towards uh, land season. I want to share another phrase with you, and that's this phrase, clean Bible, dirty Christian. Dirty Bible, clean Christian. Okay, let's say that together. Clean Bible, dirty Christian. Dirty Bible, clean Christian. In days of old, when we used physical Bibles, <laughs> we used to do uh, marking, labeling, you know, highlighting, writing notes. I'm not sure how many of you still do it. And when you do that regularly, naturally your Bible will become very dirty. With all the scribbling, after a while, wow, can't even read what's happening, right? But when that happens, that shows that you have a strong devotional life. And that's when your life is really cleansed by the Word of God. And that's why a dirty Bible will have a clean Christian. Unfortunately, I hope it's not too many of us. Our Bibles are too clean. Whoa, holy one, cannot read, cannot read. Whoa, really never read, that's it. Finish. Your lives never change. Not transformed, not sanctified, not cleansed. And so we want to really get deep into the Word of God for this year. Persevere in our spiritual disciplines uh, of reading the Word of God, applying the Word of God, the SOAP method. And then you will discover that truly God's Word has life and power. And God said, let there be light, there will be light. We trust His Word, there is power in His Word. So what I really desire is really for all of us this year to master the Word as well as to be mastered by the Word. Don't be at the end of the day like Matthew 7, when Jesus says, you may have done so many things, but I don't know you. <laughs> now that's scary. right? So we want to be people who are truly obedient to the Lord, who know the Lord. Alright, so this is the time we will practice soap. We will read the passage again, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27. As we read the scripture again, just take note of the one verse or one phrase that you feel that the Lord is highlighting to you. Alright, and then you can type it down on your phones if you didn't bring a physical copy. If you have the church journal, you can write it down as well. So as we read again, SOP, S is scripture, that one phrase or one verse that the Lord is highlighting to you. O, you look at a lesson to be learned, an example to be followed, promises to be enjoyed, or Jesus to be revealed, uh, being revealed in the Word of God. 
A, you want to pray and ask the Lord, how can you apply it? And then P. Okay, let's read the Word of God together. One, two, three. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the Word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. I'm going to give you a minute just to note what is that scripture passage, verse or phrase that the Lord is highlighting to you. You can take down your phones, uh, take out your phones, type it out. If you don't have a hard copy journal, if you have, write down in the journal. After you have copied down that verse, the next part is observation. What do you observe about the passage that God may be highlighting to you? Is it the phrase, behave holy and blameless? Or for the husbands to love your wives? Or that Christ loved the church, cleanses her by the washing of the water, uh, the water with the word of God, as the word of God? Next, we go to application. How would you apply the Word of God? For the husband, straightforward, love the, your wives as Christ loved the church. That's an example to be followed clearly. Definitely not easy. How can we love our wives as Christ loved the church unconditionally? So you want to be very specific. If that's an example that you're following, write down something that will demonstrate love in a very clear way. We all have different love language, for example, so you may want to write down specific ways you can show the right love language to your spouses. And of course, this is vice versa as well. I'm sure God also calls the wives to love the husbands. For some of us, the lesson to be learned is that we want to be hold, God desires for us to be holy and blameless. And so it comes back, my application is to this year, I want to read the Word of God, consistently follow the Bible reading plan, for example, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever. Be very specific as you write down the application points. And then P, to journal your own prayers to the Lord. So this is very simple. uh, SOAP, SOAP devotional method. Gain a revision for all of us so that we can continue to grow in the Lord in this new year. So as many of you know, for five years now, uh, I have been trying to get us to move more and more into class meetings to recapture the heart and passion spirit of the early Methodists. So for those who do not know, class meetings are essentially small group meetings with a very specific goal, purpose, which is to watch over one another in love. It's watching over one another in love. 
the purpose really is to keep each other accountable so none of us will ever take the grace of God for granted. Keep us accountable because we have recognized you know, how much grace has been poured into us. We don't want to waste it. Salvation by faith is merely the doorway. Yes, we are safe by, faith, uh, by grace through faith, but yet we need to continue to grow, to become strong and mature in the Lord. And so the Christian's goal, again, coming back to the Ephesians passage, is to be holy and blameless. The goal is not salvation. The goal is to be holy and blameless. Are we there yet? No. And that's why we are safe. We need to move towards being holy and blameless. And so the class meeting is to keep us on this focus. Are we growing in holiness, helping each other to be blameless in the Lord? And so the focus for the class meeting is not imparting information, but sharing our lives. How does our life intersect with the Word of God? How is the Word of God challenging us, comforting us, convicting us so that we are being cleansed to become more and more holy and blameless? Are we applying what we have heard from the Word of God? Are we growing in holiness? That's the purpose of the cell group, is to help each other grow in godliness and holiness. That's the goal. But how you want to do it, you can choose, vary the method. Important thing, right, is to recognize that's the goal. The methods can change. Some of us, for example, I know in our cell groups, we have been using the two class meeting questions, right? After the sermon, I provide some questions, and so we use those questions to share. Other cell groups, I know, they use short Bible study materials as launch pads to just study the Word of God a bit and go on to share what God is saying to, their, to them through the Bible study. They use the Bible study materials as launch pads to talk about their inner life issues. And still other cell groups I'm aware have already begun doing this SOAP method. So every time they meet, they just share their SOAP entry. As far as I'm aware, no group uses the original Methodist question, how does your soul prosper? <laughs> of course, that's not meant to be you know, taken in a legalistic fashion, right, in a rigid manner. But the idea is that we all need to grow in holiness. So however, whatever method you choose, that's fine. But important thing is to focus on growing in godliness and holiness, not to take your salvation for granted. The main thing is to be authentic, be real. If you are in the down season, that's fine. Be honest about it and the prayers of others will lift you up and so that when you are strengthened, you can again, in reverse, strengthen those who are weak. Because the honest reality is that we all have seasons of ups and downs. When we are up, we strengthen those who are weak. When we are weak, those who are strong, they will lift us up. That's the whole purpose of the class meeting, watching over one another in love so that we together continue to grow in holiness. And so these two class meeting questions, I've said before, after the sermon, I provide these questions, they are not mandatory. You don't have to follow them rigidly as if, oh, there's no other way. That's not the purpose at all. Really, they're just like, like the Old Testament is a tutor and a signboard pointing to Christ. And so these, these two class meeting questions are really just guides for us to reflect. Unfortunately, I am so aware that some groups, you know, they have followed uh, these questions rigidly. They detract from the original intentions, thinking that this is the class meeting. It is not. Okay, these questions are not the class meeting. If you've done it wrongly, it doesn't mean that the class meeting is wrong. <laughs> the whole intention is to watch over one another in love. So the two questions to help us, I decided that I will slowly phase them out. I will stop providing these two questions after a while so that we can begin, for example, to start sharing our soap. How is God talking to you? 
you share your devotional life. But I will give us a time and season to slowly face these questions out so that we begin, begin to deal with real life, spiritual life issues. At its core, really, the class meeting is to testify about the awesome power of God's grace at work in all our lives as we build each other, watch over one another in love. So again, summary. Let us all mature in 2023 and keep maturing as the years progress to master the Word, be mastered by the Word. All of us should learn to read the Bibles for ourselves regularly. And today I've just given you a reminder, a resharpening of a tool, SOAP, the SOAP method. Use it to keep each other accountable for your own spiritual walk. Of course, like I said, you can still use Bible study or other book, Christian book studies uh, in your cell groups, but please don't allow the study just to remain at an intellectual level. Importantly, is to apply the Word of God. Remember, God's desire is for holiness, purity, to be blameless. Are we there yet? No. But by the grace of God, the Word of God will cleanse us. Let us master the Word. Importantly, let us be mastered by the Word as we enter this year, mission with the Master. Come, let us pray. Father, we are so thankful that you have given us such a great resource, the Bible, the very Word of God. It is life-giving. There is power in your Word. There is power to cleanse us, to purify us. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for the many times we have neglected to hear your Word, to sit at your feet, to meditate on it, to observe and to apply your word. We ask for your forgiveness. We pray, O oh Lord, once again, by the power of your Holy Spirit, let us be doers of the word. Let us sit at your feet regularly to read your word and allow your word to change us and convict us and empower us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.